uh, our scripture, our gospel reading this morning comes from the gospel according to St. John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. Please rise in body or in spirit for the reading of this morning's gospel lesson. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Here we are, December the 27th, 2020. In less than seven days, it will no longer be December, but it will be January. Now that we have that simple calendar lesson out of the way, more significant to the fact that it will be January, but the calendar will have turned over and it will be the year 2021. This is the last Sunday of 2020. 2020 will be over. We certainly know and are realistic that that, that, that does not mean that some of the difficulties of 2020 will abruptly come to an end. The challenges that we face today do not simply vanish on January 1st, but we do know that each day forward is a day that we are closer to the end of this global pandemic. That does not undo the damage that it has done, nor undo the damage that it is currently doing. But as a people of hope, we have hope for the things to come. 2020 has been a year that we largely describe with feelings of darkness. Our gospel reading this morning has something to say about that. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. 2020 has had its darkness. I don't have to tell you that. It has been a year in which we have had loved ones die unexpectedly, Many of us have fallen ill ourselves. We have been encouraged to limit our in-person contact with family members and friends. Local businesses have, greatly, have been greatly challenged, have struggled, and some forced to close. 
church activities, especially worship as we were used to it, were strictly virtual and still, even today, remain distinctly abnormal. Everyone has in some way felt the heartbreaks of isolation in this year. It is easy to look at 2020 and think darkness. Classical notation calls this year 2020 AD or AD 2020. Many people, including me for for some time, thought that AD stood for after death, signifying the starting point of the common era starting after Jesus' death. But AD stands for the Latin words Anno Domini, which means in the year of our Lord. The timing is defined by Jesus, but not by his death, but on an estimation as to when he would be born, when the light of the world would come. That being said, AD 2020, with AD translated, could simply be called in the year of our Lord 2020. If it is in fact the year of our Lord 2020, how can we, as children of the light, allow a year to be defined by darkness? Well, the easy answer there is that this year has been awful in many ways. It has had great challenges. It has been unlike any year any of us have ever experienced. But that does not mean we should let it be defined by its darkness. Psalm 118, 24 famously says, This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Though it is hard for us to believe sometimes, but 2020 has been a year full of days that the Lord has made. 366 days that the Lord has made for us to rejoice and be glad. And if you're anything like me, you were startled there when I said 366 days and not 365 days because February feels like 100 years ago and you forgot that 2020 was a leap year. And perhaps that one extra day is why it's felt so long. Though 2020 has a seemingly larger amount of darkness than most years, that does not mean that there is not light. For there is always light. For what came into the world through Christ was life, and the life was the light of all people. Just because there is more darkness does not mean that the light ceases to shine. It may just mean that we have to look more intentionally for the light. We have to focus a little bit harder to find it. We may have to look harder to find the light. Even in painful, difficult, and depressing 2020, in any painful, difficult, and depressing time, the lights of life still shine. And as children of God, we can and do bear witness to them, just as John the Baptist bears witness to them. We witness them as a church and as individuals. The light of the life of Christ has been ever-present in this year filled with darkness. We just have had to open our eyes a bit wider to see them. 
We've had to open our eyes and open our hands and feet to be the church, to be the light in the darkness. On May 6th, after weeks of planning and dreaming, Kate Wheaton, the church's hospitality director, and Adrian Borden, the church's 50-plus ministries director, joined together to coordinate a drive-through of baked goods for hospital workers and first responders. It would be a sign of our love and appreciation for the people that were working actively to save lives. Baked goods would be brought, they'd be packaged, put a sticker on them. I, I thought that the sticker was really clever. It said made with gloves and the G was lowercase and the S was lowercase. And so all caps in the middle was love, made with gloves, made with love. Kate and Adrian asked me to help them uh, collect those goods that day. And I was selfishly, I said yes, selfishly, because I was thrilled to, at the chance to see even briefly so many of you that I had missed so much. To be honest, I thought that some cars would show up. Maybe 10 or 15 cars at this drive-through drop-off would be a success and we would, we would feel that we had done a good job. But as the hour went on, we saw probably over 100 cars drive through in between Fellowship Hall and Wesley Hall, each dropping off a load of something that they baked in their homes to show people that they care for them, appreciate them, and love them. As people showed up as quickly as we could receive their goods safely, we were each overwhelmed. Though it was a dark and confusing time, the light of Christ was showing up in the headlights of the people driving through to show love to those working in hospitals. Several drive-through collections and thousands of baked goods and practical items collected later, those headlights of Christ spread to Baptist East, Baptist South, Jackson Hospital, rehab facilities, and more. Sometimes all the pesky darkness needs is for us to shine a light. It can't overcome it. When the darkness of COVID entered Sarah Beth and my home, we were scared. End of July, early August, we tested positive. Not very many people know this, but Sarah Beth had to make a brief trip to the emergency room and I felt 10 times worse than young and healthy made me believe that I would feel. We were scared. We were quarantined for our anniversary. Sarah Beth at one point said, I knew when we got married that we would probably have an anniversary or two where in sickness and in health would be relevant, but I did not think it would be our second anniversary. But over the course of that dark time, the church was the light in our darkness. I don't think we had to do anything other than heat up a meal for two weeks. Multiple times a day, we saw through our front window someone from the church coming to drop a meal, a treat, or supplies off on our doorstep. Our porch light revealed so many lights of Christ coming to help us in a time of darkness. And the list can go on and on for the ways in which First United Methodist Church 
has persisted to be the church and be the light in this dark, dark year. I've definitely seen the light shining in the darkness in this Advent and Christmas season here at First Methodist. Seventy members of the church volunteered to deliver Advent care packages to the homes of at-risk church members. Among other things, in those packages were candles, so people were being the light of Christ in a dark time by delivering the light of Christ to people that wanted to shine it as well. I was amazed when Claire, the church's missions director, told me that 150 children in our area were receiving Christmas gifts due to the generosity of members of the congregation. Youth, small groups, Sunday school classes, and individuals were a light of Christ to children in our community. It all built up to Christmas Eve night. Among the mix of indoor, outdoor, and virtual options for services, the final one that we had on Christmas Eve night was a candlelight in the park at 6.30 p.m. Little did we know at the time of planning that service, it would be about the coldest night of the year so far. Factor in the wind chill, and I believe that it felt like it was in the 20s. I think we've even had a couple nights since uh, the past three days that I think were even colder. But at that time, it was about the coldest night of the year. A few of us on the worship team were pondering if people would come. Add to, the cold, add to the coldness of the day. It had been raining most of the morning and into the afternoon as well, and it was now dark, damp, and cold. We knew that people had planned to attend. Lots of people had told us they were coming, but it was a lot colder than our Alabama blood was used to or is used to. And so we wondered how many people would not be coming anymore. We made guesses as to the number of people that would come, but we were all shocked and amazed when we were wrong and found over 100 people came in frigid darkness to shine lights, sing Silent Night, and in this challenging year, tell the darkness that it will never overcome the light. I'm going to spend some time this week reflecting on this year. And though it was a challengingly dark year, I will try to remember the places of light and life that showed up in my personal life, as well as my life here at First Methodist. The most obvious ones were that Sarah Beth and I had our first niece and our first nephew born. For them, this is not a dark year, but one where God breathed life into them. Though it will be a challenge, as this year has been, I encourage you to do the same. To find 20 ways, or maybe more, maybe less, but ways you saw light in the darkness this year. And as we go forward, remember that this is a year that the Lord has made. And even in darkness, we are people of the light. There really is something special about finding light when it seems like there is only darkness. 
It is interesting if you look through the Bible that most of the Bible was written in times of darkness or written about times of darkness. Much of the Torah encompasses slavery and wandering in the wilderness. Many of the prophets were writing in exile or about exile. Ezra, Nehemiah, and others after exile were writing about how things were still hard when they left exile. Paul wrote letters from jail as the early church was being persecuted. In the Gospels, well, Jesus did not come to the world in great circumstances or during a time of great peace and justice. But the Word became flesh in a time that might seem like darkness. Darkness tried to stop the light each step of Jesus' journey. But darkness just never comprehends that it cannot overcome the light. Caesar Augustus issuing a decree that required a pregnant teenager to travel 91 miles on foot to be registered. That's a good try, darkness, but this is the light of the world that we are talking about. No room in the end. Good try, darkness, not going to stop the light of life. No crib for a bed. Well, we will find the light of the world in a feeding trough. Unfortunately, those would not be darkness's last attempts at the baby we celebrate in this season. Temptation in the wilderness, storms he would calm, and more were darkness's attempts to quell the embodiment of God's holy word. Our scripture today says he came to what was his own and his own people did not accept him. Own people not accepting you. A difficult and constant challenge at the reign of Christ in his life. Eventually, darkness would make its ultimate challenge by trying to kill Jesus. But it once again finds that it does not stand a chance against the light of the world as Jesus defies the grave and shines a light thought to be extinguished. As beautiful as the Christmas story is, we are fortunate to find that the story does not end in the manger. There is work to be done. There is light to shine. At the in-person Christmas Eve candlelight services, Dr. James C., accompanied by Josh, sang a song entitled The Work of Christmas. It was an arrangement of a poem written by Howard Thurman. I, simply over the past several days, have not been able to get it out of my head, and I'm guessing that I am not alone in that one. The poem reads this. When the song of the angels is stilled, When the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flocks, the work of Christmas begins. To find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among the people, to make music in the heart. So, here we are on the 27th of December, 
the work of us taking the light of Christ out from the manger is upon us. It is my hope, though I don't want to jinx anything, that the work of Christmas might be easier in 2021 than it has been in 2020. Either way, it will certainly be different. As hopefully vaccines are distributed and people begin to be able to reconvene, there will be excitement in the air. Things will seem to be better. Where 2020 was a dark year, where darkness was easy to find, in which we had to look harder for the signs of light, my hope is that 2021 will be opposite. But that does not mean that our work as children of God will go away. If the world seems more joyful and filled with light, it will be harder for us to find the darkness. But the darkness will still be present, interrupting the lives of people that we know and people that we don't. There will still be lost to find, broken to heal, hungry to feed, prisoners to release, nations to rebuild, and peace to bring. May we continue to find ways to take light to the darkness, especially when the darkness seems to be less severe and threatening. For the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory. And upon seeing his glory, we need not keep it to ourselves. Now, whether it be 2020, 2021, or 2120, let's take the light of Christ's life and glory out into the world. In the name of Jesus Christ, the light of that world. Amen.